Welcome back to Chats in the Living Room. I'm today's host, AJ Priscu. I'm joined by... Marissa Papa. Danielle Sanacola. Dom Smith. And Tim Seavers. Woo! For today's story, we got a spooky one. Oh, I like We ended it off with uh, Tim's mythology, right? Yeah. Right? Wasn't that the last one? The last one was Dom, right? Yeah, that was me. Oh, it was Dom? Voltec. Oh, the bear! That was such a good one. Yeah, that, oh god, now I feel terrible. Like, I, it's one thing to be going after like Tim's story because you know Tim's like, you know, it's Tim. He's but so dumb. On us. Oh, hey, hey Tim, do you remember how I complimented your audio earlier? I take it back. Yeah, that's the thing. It just went full. Yeah, sorry. Electronic. Okay. Uh. The story that I'm getting from, though, is uh, it's from a book called Ghost, 13 Haunting Tales to Tell. And it was just one of the books that I read a lot when I was a kid because, first off, it's just really good. Pretty spooky stories for, like, kids. It's like, for kids, but not really. Like, they're kind of terrifying. Mm. And uh, it's got really cool illustrations, which I wish I could show to the sweet, sweet audience, but that's not going to happen. So the story we're reading is The Old Pond. Samuel picked at his food, the sharp sound of the fork scraping porcelain echoing in the small kitchen. Dinner was a silent affair. The boys' parents rarely spoke these days. Then again, they didn't have to. The signs of grieving carved deeply into the faces did all the talking for them. Though two years of his junior, Emily had been in the same grade as Samuel. The year he ha was held back, Emily skipped. So Samuel had to stop the humiliation of repeating fourth grade in his little sister's class. School, like everything else in Emily's life, had come easy for her. Emily was smart, she was beautiful, she was popular, and she never hesitated to remind Samuel that he was none of those things. Emily teased Samuel both day and night, at school and home, in front of friends and family, always finding new ways to embarrass him. But there was one place where Samuel could escape his sister's taunting one place where Emily floundered and Samuel thrived, the old pond. While Samuel would swim every day until winter's chill froze the pond over, Emily kept her distance. Not a strong swimmer, Emily never ventured deeper than into waist-high water. But that was made her, that was made her drowning sus suspect. What possessed Emily to swim out the deepest part of the old pond? What was she thinking? Why would she do it? The question lingered. Samuel excused himself from the table and went upstairs, climbing beneath the woolen covers of his bed. As he laid his head to the pillow, Samuel turned to a large window facing the backyard. Through it, the boy could see the moon reflecting on the still water of the old pond, the same way it had the night Emily drowned. The boy shivered, trying to push, past, trying to push that horrible memory away. Samuel turned to the face of the ceiling holding the stare on until his eyelids finally grew heavy and he slowly drifted to sleep. It was the sound of splashing that startled Samuel awake. His eyes sprang open and he looked out his window. Ripples of water began to break upon reflected moonlight on the, on the old pond. Something, someone, was in there. Curious, Samuel rose from his bed, stumbled down the stairs, and stepped out the back door of the house. A thin mist clawed out the water toward the boy forming a path that led Samuel right to the old pond. Samuel slowly walked toward the silent water. 
over the dew-covered grass that wet his bare feet and the cuffs of his pajama pants. Samuel stopped at the shoreline, watching and listening carefully, but the splashing had stopped. The old pond was quiet and perfectly still. Samuel turned to look back at the house. The splashing started again. Samuel slowly craned his around the, the spotted ripples in the water. Hello, the boy called out, his voice crackling. Is someone out there? Help me. Help me, Samuel. He immediately recognized the voice that was crying out. Emily? The boy squinted, scanning the surface of the pond. Please, Samuel, help me. And his sister called out to him, voice gargling as her throat filled with water. Samuel looked far out the center of the pond where he could faintly see his sister, bobbing up and down, flailing and grasping desperately at the surface of the water. Instinct took over. Samuel dove into the water, swimming as quickly as his arms and could carry him, stealing glimpses at his struggling sister, making certain she was still there. I've got you, I've got you. Samuel wrapped his arms around Emily. She coughed up water and gasped. She was shaken, but alive. Tears rolled down Samuel's face as he gripped tightly to his little sister. Everything's going to be okay, Emily. Everything's going to be okay, said the boy with relief. And this story is for children? Yep. Good. And they just vividly described drowning? Oh, it gets worse. <laughs> Samuel starts to swim for the shore. I was like reading this when I was like eight. It was dope. Oh, okay. <laughs> so when Emily behind them, with every stroke, the guilt the boy had carried for months began to dis dissipate. He had been the one to dare Emily to swim to the middle of the pond. He only wanted to see Emily struggle at something, the same way he had struggled with so many other things in his life. Samuel never anticipated that she would drown. Now he was given his second chance. He continued to swim, but his strokes became slower and slower. Samuel's muscles ached. His breathing was strained. Despite his best efforts, he didn't seem to be moving. He was stuck in the dead center of the old pond. Samuel turned to see if he and Emily were caught on something. It was only then that he actually looked at his sister's face, now fully illuminated with the light of the moon. Emily's skin was pale, almost translucent. Raised black veins traced her face and neck. Her eyes were black and lifeless. Emily? Emily's mouth curled into a maleficent grin, revealing two rows of long pointed teeth. With a violent jerk, Samuel was plunged below the water, pulling with a force that he had no chance of resisting. He screamed and flailed, fighting against with all of his might, desperately trying to make his way back to the surface, but he could not. Samuel watched helplessly as the moon's reflection became smaller and smaller while he sunk deeper and deeper. Finally, the moon disappeared from his sight completely. As the last bubble of air left his lips, he knew he would never again return from the black depths of the old pond. Then, okay. oh. wow, <laughs> that's some pet cemetery stuff right there. It is. Read that to my kid before I teach them how to swim. <laughs> drown them. <laughs> I'm just gonna read them that story and say, "All right, little little Tommy, time to little do Tommy. the freestyle." Yeah, I'm gonna name my kid Tommy because I hate him. Tommy Severs. Uh, Timmy and I'm gonna Tommy tell my Severs. kid that if he meets someone named Tommy Severs, I want him to bully. <laughs> him so much. Oh my god. Oh wait. It's it's still got a bunch of good ones. Oh oh fuck. Yeah. yeah, what'd you guys think? 
scared stiff, and I'm I mean, surprised they had vivid detail for like eight-year-old children. Yeah, yeah no. Yeah, I think it treads the line of a uh, somewhat a core line or like or old Courage the Cowardly Dog episodes where it's good for kids but at the same time bad for kids. Mm. Like it builds character. Yeah. It for sure builds character. Courage the Cowardly Dog feels like it should have been rated R sometimes. Yeah. Oh, sometimes for sure. <laughs> My god, I should not have been reading this as a child. <laughs> <laughs> is it starting to explain a lot of things about you? It's, some things are starting to really now make a lot of sense. Yeah. Like? Uh, well, you know, our usual Saturdays were a little bit different than families. You know, I felt a little bit of a difference with Luna. Yeah, you went old, drowned all your siblings. Goat calling that we used to do, you know. Some families had bocce. Some families have, you know... Everyone's final thoughts on it. Very spooky. Um, up. I will never swim again. I liked it. it. Was spooky, kind of something like you'd like see in a TV show. Whenever I'm in a swim meet, I'll actually swim a bit faster out of fear. Of, of your little sister, Tim, you should me. come to my lake. You should come to my pond. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure nothing wrong will go there. Nothing ever. Mm. Will we be breaking social distancing, Tim, tomorrow at 6 a.m. if I meet you at my lake and we decide to go for a jolly good old swim together? Uh, as long as we stay six feet apart in the water. You want to go do that? It's so romantic. Possibly. But it'd be cold as, as ice, as vanilla ice. <laughs> what is that ice, ice baby? Give us a goodbye, AJ. Bye! Uh, thank you for joining us again on... Oh, what's our podcast name? Uh, <laughs> that's what it is. Thank you for joining.